Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Average Joe Show. AverageJoeShow.com. Talk at AverageJoeShow.com is our email address if you want to email us. I'm Corey Charette, and joining me tonight is my friend and cohort, the man who fakes his orgasms while watching online porn, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, how's it going? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You kill me when you do that. That took me all day to come up with that. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, that was that was that was funny. So, how's the weather over there today in uh, lovely Pennsylvania? It's today. It was beautiful, man. It, it was up to fifty degrees at uh, at about three o'clock, and right now, currently, it's forty-one, and the temperature, the bottom's falling out because uh, the low tomorrow is going to be 10 and the high is going to be 22. In contrast, today's low was 21 and the high was 51. <laughs> Are you going to talk about the front coming in from Altoona and the storm's going to come in like Groundhog's Day? Uh, apparently it's just some ridiculous clipper system that's coming in that's just going to you know, freeze us to the bone again. It, it kills me because, you know, I, when I go to work, I wait for a bus. Right. And waiting on the bus today was beautiful. It was like I was waiting in, in sunny weather, you know, like in the middle of summer compared to two days ago while I was waiting for the bus and it was four degrees. Oh, boy. You know, and it's like I, I warmed up to 50 and I'm like, all right, you know, and then tomorrow it's going to be 10. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, that's the same way it's here in northern New Jersey. Right now it's like 40 degrees. It hit 50 today. It was essentially springtime. It was just amazing that we've gone from these barely above freezing highs in, in the daytime here to, you know, 50 degrees. It's like, oh, my God, I want to put some shorts on and run outside, you know, half-ass yeah. naked. But then tomorrow, at least here, the bottom falls out. And, it, and like next week, the highs are 22, 26 25 and 28. Damn you, Al Gore. Damn you and your goddamn yeah. freaking goddamn global I, warming. <laughs> I want my global warming. <laughs> I, I, I've been putting that up on Facebook every day that, it, you know, I go and I have to wait for a bus in, in, you know, ridiculously cold weather. Al Gore, I want my global warming. <laughs> you promised it to me, you bastard, and I want it and I want it now. Well, maybe if Al Gore was president, that would have happened. But uh, speaking of president, uh, unless you fell off the face of the earth this week, uh, Tuesday, Barack Barry Obama was supposedly sworn in as the 44th president of the United States. But from what I've seen, and you can see this anywhere and everywhere online, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts delivered the oath, and and there was a little screw-up with it. It looked like – I don't know exactly what it was. I haven't looked at the thing, but it looked like they screwed up the uh, the actual wording of it. So yeah, that that was what happened. He he uh, screwed up the wording. He kind of transposed it like a good piano player. But 
after review, they determined that because the oath of office is actually written in the Constitution, that they were going to go and redo it again just to make sure that there was no chance for anybody to, you know, to cry impropriety and, you know what I mean? Well, I, I, because, of course, somebody, you know, the conspiracy theorists out there are going, well, no, he's really not sworn. No, he's sworn. He is the president of the United States. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, <laughs> well I, yeah, please don't go there with the conversation. Uh, we're not going to talk about politics about it. We're just going to talk about this. Um, you know what? I have no problem with them doing it over again. I think it's kind of funny that they have to do it over again. And and I was talking about this with some people at work. How the hell – OK. You know, you're John Roberts. You're the chief justice. You know that there will be a new president on January 20th. You don't even know who the hell it might be. We're talking like last year. You know you have to do the uh, oath of office with this whoever will be president. Don't you think you would practice a hell of a lot to make sure you didn't screw up at all? Yeah, you'd think. You, um, that's a big day, especially with Barack, the first black president, being there. You know, you think you would definitely want to do some extra study and have this thing memorized backwards and forwards. Yeah, well, at the same time, that's oh, that's um, you know, that's John Roberts' first shot at it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there was any any you know malice done with it. I think that, you know, after he did it, he realized that I screwed up. I mean, at the same time, he did this in front of, you know, there's a lot of people who have problems speaking in public, Uh, you know, and there's all kind. you know, I I think he might have got some butterflies. I agree. You know, because the amount of the amount of people that were there, you know, and, and what I thought was funny was, uh, when uh when Bush was sworn in the first time, the Democrats went crazy because the inauguration cost forty million dollars. Uh-huh. Right? But I didn't hear any of the Democrats saying anything about the fact that Obama's inauguration cost hundred and seventy three million in the middle of a recession. You know, so be that as it may, you know, he's sworn in, everything's done. Well, you, you know, you know what they would say? Well, they say, well, it, it's been eight years and the inflation rate has gone up X percentage points. And if you take 40 million and times it by the X percentage points, oh, wow, it's actually cheaper now for us to do it than it was actually in the year 2001. Except in 2000, we didn't, we weren't in the middle of a recession. And we weren't laying people off left and right because there's no, um, you know, because they're they're losing. I mean, really, the United States is hemorrhaging jobs. He, he, I I agree. I I think I I was watching on and off CNN, NBC, you you know you whatever channel you put it on for Christ's sake. So it had the uh, inauguration stuff on. There was too much crap. You, you could smell the money just pouring out for every stupid little event in and ritual that they did. It's, it was just ridiculous. I, I totally agree. You know, you know what? I, I bet you Ted Kennedy would pass out if he saw this. He oh, 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 sorry. Oh, oh. Well, you know, you know, 
Well, you know, Bob- well, I, I think I think Bird did the same thing. Bird seen Kennedy go down and goes, "Oh, wait a second. Well, you know, I'll be stuck here." Well, you know, what's funny is that I made the joke when I saw it on Twitter. I said, "Jesus Christ, goddamn, Ted, Ted Kennedy can't let someone else be in the limelight for just five minutes. He has to be the center of attention." <laughs> well, Bird did too. The, the, well, he's when they called. Well, Bird's ninety-one. Yeah, I was say he's older than dirt. I mean, Ted Kennedy's old, but he's older than dirt. Yeah, well, Ted Kennedy's got a brain tumor. You know, he kind of had a seizure. Yeah, I, 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 I it, it, it's Ted Kennedy, so I'm going to laugh at him. If it was other people, I, I probably wouldn't have. But uh, you know, Obama. I mean, with the, with the last two months when he was, you know, in the office of the president-elect, he had a, he was doing his weekly, uh, what the hell are they like, president-elect speeches or? He was likening them to the, uh, the FDR fireside chats. Right, and he was putting them up on ya- uh, Yahoo. I'm sorry. YouTube. YouTube. He had a YouTube channel for that. Uh, and I was seeing a lot of tweets this week on Twitter, and I've seen stuff all over the place about somebody else or somewhere else has a YouTube channel. Yeah, apparently uh, the uh, Pope Benedict, he, he's, he's shooting for Pope Benedict 2.0. Because he has launched – well, the Vatican itself has launched a YouTube channel, and it's pretty funny because the address for it is www.youtube.com slash Vatican IT or Vatican it. And they're apparently going to do a bunch of videos with the uh, – the the Pope and <laughs> the Pope's going to do viral videos. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> you know he's going to be on there crying. Don't mess with Britney. Leave Britney alone. I'm sorry. I just I got, I'm sorry. Now I can imagine it though. I, I just had to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Uh, any, you know, I, I was listening to. Uh, uh, twit the other day and they were taught or maybe it was Mac world. Uh, no, it might've been Mac break weekly. Uh, I know it was a Leo Laporte thing and they were talking about the fact that people, especially tech people like we are don't use RSS feeds anymore. They have opted for, and, uh, uh, Scoble had actually coined the term real-time web with the advent of Twitter and, you know, Facebook and friend feed. You have the option opportunity for real-time news. You know, in fact, uh, the day of the inauguration, um, when Kennedy went on, I received a Twitter for it. Before it hit the news. Hmm. So, I mean, and it's really cool to be in, in, in the tech world today, right now, because, you know, there's such an option for this, uh, you know, to be actually real time in the news and understanding what's going on real time. Because, uh, in fact, Scoble had Twittered before when there was an earthquake in Chile before CNN had it, before Fox had it, before anybody had it, Scoble was talking about it on Twitter. So I, I think that any way to utilize the Internet gets your message to more people. I mean, 
Yes, the Vatican has a channel. Uh, Monty Python just came out with a channel. And I think that's cool because that's, I mean, anybody that's a Monty Python fan, like I am, appreciates it. But at the same time, there's, there's kids who haven't seen a lot of the great Monty Python skits who now have the opportunity with YouTube to see, you know, the dead parrot sketch or the Knights who say me or whatever. And I, I think it's really cool. And the, the fact that the Vatican is actually understand and Obama did too, you know, Obama's utilized it. Uh, the queen has her own YouTube channel and now the Pope does. I think it's cool. I think it gives them the opportunity to, to actually speak to people that wouldn't wouldn't hear their message before. That's not going to, you know, read it in a paper or whatever, or you know, watch some kind of a mass on TV. You know, if if you're surfing YouTube, you, you might go, oh, let's check it out, see what it's all about. You know, and, and I think that they get a, a better chance of getting that kind of an audience. Uh, you know, a, hey, let's check it out type thing more than uh oh you know let's go see what the pope has to say today well you know it's not necessarily a let's check it out kind of thing it's the the devout christians that you know want the word of the pope they can it's more easy access you know you you know you can't just go to the vatican and you know there's no vatican tv channel that constantly runs you know, Pope stuff. I mean, it's kind of a more might, well. Actually, there might be in Rome. Well, there might be. I, I don't know. Okay, but 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 say you live in Pittsburgh, and yeah. and you're a, de- a, a devout Christian, and whatever the Pope says, you follow. You eat fish on Friday, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You want to know what the Pope is saying? You know, you hear stuff secondhand through the news. Oh, well, the Pope was here for Easter, and blah blah blah. Okay, that's all you get. You want to actually hear the stuff yourself, and you know. That's that's gonna be a good way to get you know I don't say one on one but a little more interaction between the Pope and his followers. I, I agree with you, but I do think on the other side with Brock with YouTube channel that's great. I understand that the Brock's forty something years old. He's a little hipper with technology. That's great. But the Pope has the guy. Does the guy even know what email is? I mean, it's kind of like. Uh, He's a little he's a little too out of touch with technology here. And I can't actually see the Pope well, going, Hey, let's set the webcam up over here and the lights over here. I don't know. Uh I don't know if I'd really say that because, you know, um I it's kinda of hard for me to go he you know, he's tight he's removed from technology altogether because I just went out and I was looking at it and the uh the video is shot in HD. You know, I mean, the, there is some um, uh, the, there is some tech behind it. Now, I'm not going to say that the Pope understands it or knows how it works, but apparently he knows enough to say, okay, well, this is another medium that I can talk to people with, and, not necessarily- and I can I can address my flock. You know, there's probably some young cardinal somewhere that's kind of hip with the internet and through this idea to the Pope. And the Pope's like, oh, that's great. But, you know, just because it's in high def doesn't mean the Pope knows anything. Oh, no, I'm not saying he does. All I'm saying is that, that they were, that the Vatican was hip enough to say, okay, well, if we're going to shoot it, we're going to shoot it in HD. Oh, I, I agree. You know? I agree. I, I haven't checked it out. I'm curious to see what it looks like myself. 
it, it, well, going and looking at the uh, the channel itself, it, it looks really well done. Um, you know, they they set up their own background graphics. They have multiple links to different uh, different websites. It's like I said, it's really well put together, and technology. You know, like I said, the Pope doesn't have to understand it. He just has to buy into it so that, you know, that it green lights, you know, because I'm sure that he had to green light it to get it on YouTube. And like I said, even if he doesn't understand how it works, he understands it's another medium for him to talk to his flock. Uh, I definitely agree. You're talking about Monty Python earlier. Let's uh, let's go on and uh, now for something completely different. Uh, there's new batteries out there. I was watching the CES last week, and they were talking about disposable batteries that you can actually throw in the garbage can, and you know they're safe for the environment, which I thought was actually a great idea. I, I would actually like to buy those if they were cheap enough. But there's a company, Aqua Power Systems from Japan, that's unveiled a battery called the No Popo battery. Uh, it's rechargeable batteries that are rechargeable via liquids that are injected into the battery chamber. So that means these batteries can run off of Wait for it. Urine. You can pee, and these batteries will take your pee and actually use it to charge your devices. Yeah, that's just gross. I'm sorry. I mean, the idea behind it is is cool, I guess. You know, if I'm stranded in the in the wilderness and my, you know, I need batteries for whatever, and you know, my batteries are dead and I can pee in them <laughs> to charge them. Yeah, that's great. But for the most part, I, I don't see me buying these things and going, oh, wait, let's take pictures of the birthday party. Hold on. I got to go pee in my batteries. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, from a survival standpoint, if I'm a survivalist, these are definitely going in the in, in the backpack. Oh, I agree. But as far as... You know, everyday use, I, I, that's just gross. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you know what, though? It, it's the start of something. You know, a, a battery, a rechargeable battery that can run off of liquid. Think about that. It could be water. It could be snow. It could be, you know, something like that. Think about that. Sure. Oh, no, no. Like I said, it's very cool. It, it, uh, it's green friendly. It's not the, it doesn't last as long as, you know, a regular battery, but you got to start somewhere. But the one uh, one thing that does scare me though is, could you imagine if you actually did use these batteries and you put it in a device and like the battery started leaking or something like that? Oh man, I'd be so bent. I get piss and piss all in my camera. I'd kill somebody. <laughs> you know, and I know that we've all done it. You you put batteries in something, it sits in a corner for however long, and you know, a year or two years or whatever, you pull it out and the battery's all corroded. Could you imagine? What's that smell? What the hell is that? Oh, oh, it's Timmy's little toy he hasn't played with in the last eight months. <laughs> yeah, that's. Wow, that smells like urine. <laughs> I, 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 granted, I'm not a fan of it actually being urine, urine uh, energized batteries, but I, I think it's just a, it's it's a great way to start. You know, I, I don't want to say we got to be greener because of global warming and stuff like that, but if we can. Use something that's you know rechargeable that saves us money in the long run. That's the way I look at things. I'll be greener if it can save me money. You know, I'll go buy a light bulb that lasts supposedly five years if, in the long run, it's cheaper than buying you know ten regular light bulbs. 
the hell with being green. I want to save money. If this will help save money and this and it's better for the environment, that's great. But well, if it's better for the environment, that's just a bonus. Yeah, yeah, that's the bonus. If I save money, number one. Helps the environment, number two. There was a, a side note on this. I was listening to uh, Digital Home today from on CNET with Don Reisinger, and he he interviewed a guy, and I'd like to buy these. Uh, they're oil filters for your car. You know how you, cha- you change your oil every 3,000 miles in your car? These oil filters only need to be changed like once every six months. It's like every 12,000 miles you have to change them. They use like a third less oil and the it doesn't uh, degrade the oil as much. I don't know how it works out, but it was like uh, $25 for a filter. And I was like, hmm, who cares if it's good for the environment? If it saves me the hassle of getting my oil changed and it saves me a few bucks, I might just do that. Yeah, but now let, let's do a little math here. I don't think that the oil filter really impacts how um, degraded the oil becomes. The oil becomes degraded because of the engine heat. You know, and so unless this oil filter contains an air conditioner for your engine, your engine's still going to get to the same heat. It's still going to get to the same temperature. It's still going to break down the oil at the same temperature. I don't see how they can say that an oil filter would protect it. Now, the fact that the oil filter could last longer, yeah, that's possible. But it's not going to – you're still going to have to change your oil 3,000 miles because – it's still going to break down at the same same rate. See, I don't know. I, you're right about that. I didn't think about that. But but the the dirty oil supposedly I, I'm thinking goes through the filter. It's obviously called a filter, and it it clutch, catches the sediment and brings out the clean oil. But sure, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would be I, you know I would love to try it, but I would be afraid to try to drive six months, you know, twelve thousand no, miles on an oil filter. No, I mean the, the viscosity breakdown would happen so you know. I mean, you, the, the thing is, and a lot of people don't realize what happens is when you, uh, when you superheat oil and, and the viscosity starts to break down, the oil loses its thinness. And that's the first thing to go. So then it goes from being a oil to being a oil sludge. And that's really bad for your engine. And I mean, there, there's so many bad things for it. I, I think it's kind of uh, kind of scary to advertise a, um, a an oil filter and saying, "Oh, okay, yeah, it'll it'll last for six months," uh, unless you have a special oil that's also going to handle, you know, the high heat. You know, I mean, there's so many different things that come into play. I mean, if you don't drive a whole lot. Okay, yeah, maybe. But if you drive every day, an hour a day, or whatever, you're going to break that oil down. Uh, I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, and I, I just think that it's a it's a bad precedent to say, hey, yeah, this will work because there's you know you got the soccer moms out there who think, hey, that's a great idea. I don't have to change my oil this often. Yeah, put that on my car. Then the next, you know. In six months, when their engine blows out, they go, "Hey, wait a second! You told me that this will work." You know what I mean? I, they they could actually be opening them up to some serious lawsuits, and I'm willing to bet you that if you read the disclaimers on the the thing, it says, you know, it's still recommended that you change oil every three thousand miles. Oh, you're probably right. You know, that is scary that to rely on one filter for six months every twelve thousand miles. But you know what else is scary? Weddings. 
Yeah. Wow. What a, that that was a segue cycle. <laughs> um, yeah, there there was a thing that the top uh, cleric in, in Saudi Arabia has made a declaration. He is the Grand Mufti. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but he has said that a girl's a girl aged ten or twelve can be married. Those who think that she is too young are wrong, and they are being unfair to her. So, you can, uh, apparently in Saudi Arabia, it's cool for you to marry a 10-year-old. That is wrong on every possible level. I, I, you know, and I don't understand where, maybe... One of our listeners can explain this to me because I don't get it. Uh, you know, to to make this declaration of now, I'm not sure if if this was a interpretation of some sort of Islamic law or where the uh, where he comes about to make the foundation for this declaration but it says that uh, in, in the article also and, and these are available on the average show show.com there will be a link uh, last month a Saudi judge refused to annul the marriage of an 8 year old girl to a 47 year old man that's just gross uh, the, this story just makes me as Angry as I possibly can be. I, how, how can you just make these, you know, it, it, it's, I, I'm sorry. I'm just. Ward. It, it's, well, I, yeah. Ward, I don't see anything wrong with this. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't believe me. Damn it. No, not at all. No, you couldn't pull that no, I'm, I, This is wrong on every possible <laughs> level. What, you know, there, there's all these uh, human rights groups that are out there that are jumping up and down about, you know, um, the way that prisoners of war are treated and blah, blah. Why don't somebody go over there and start kicking ass in Saudi Arabia saying, Hey, look, there's something fundamentally wrong with having sex with a 10 year old girl. I mean, there is just so, a 47 year old guy is married to an eight year old. And nobody sees a, Freaking problem with that. The, there, there's nothing, nothing at all that can be ah, uh, just ah. Uh. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> disgusting. If it was your kid, oh, I, I tell you, that man would be a dead man. I'll tell you right now. Oh, absolutely. It. What the hell is it? Are we in the 1600s where people only lived to live, be like 30? Where you did get married when you were like 12 years old? What, what the hell are these people? A bunch of idiots. No, but my point is, it's a 47-year-old. How can you be 47 years old, look at an 8-year-old girl and go, hey, baby, you look attractive. What do you say you and me shack it up? Well, well, okay, well, let's let's look at it that way. An 8-year-old girl is too young to have children. Yeah. What purpose? I mean, you can't even say, well, she's there to have my children. She's too young to have children. What purpose would it be to marry an eight year old, even on that level? 
that's my yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, first of all, morally, ethically, it's just disgusting and 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 wrong in this country. Obviously, to marry someone in, that's under ten years old. Well, it, so I'll just. It, I'm not even talking about wrong in this country. I'm just talking wrong in general because there's no way that a 47 year old. I mean, that that's if this happens in any other country, that jackass is going to jail. Oh yeah, he's going to jail. There's no two ways about it. I mean, you could go to to Thailand, the 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 child porn capital of the world, and you say I'm married, I'm going to marry an eight year old girl. You're going to prison. You're right. I, I I just don't understand that how a a a an entire race of people who follow this religion so wholeheartedly that they're willing to die for it and blow themselves up and martyr themselves, how they won't, you know, realize that, okay, my, my, my entire belief system is based on religion. Wouldn't your, you think your religion would say, Hey, you know, marrying an eight year old is just wrong. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not going to pretend that I'm some kind of a authority on Muslim law, but there's something wrong there. It it, it just makes you want to hate the Muslims even more than than you know some people do already. Well, no, it's no more than I hate Peta. Well, you know, you know, Peta should be you know the people for the ethical treatment of animals should they should be a good group. You know they should be out there to help animals that are mistreated, but these idiots and we got to call them idiots because for every one good thing they do, there's like a hundred really over the top stupid things they do. Remember we talked about that that cooking game that you and me played around Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, I actually think that that PETA is a terrorist organization. They should be treated as such. I mean they have planned marches and they make attacks on people you know, for wearing fur or whatever, and they throw paint at them. As far as I'm concerned, that's assault. You know what? That's I, a planned assault. Maybe maybe PETA is an off-branch of that. Was that Western ba- Baptist group or whatever it is? You know what I'm talking about? There's that, ba- no, that there's a Baptist church or whatever that they, they, they always go and protest, like, uh, soldier funerals and... Yeah, 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 I know. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah. That's, yeah. They're the same type of things, except these SOBs deal with animals. Well, anyway. They're domestic terrorists. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's it. You know, I mean, uh, anything to get their name in the paper. Well, these idiots are launching a marketing campaign to rebrand fish, which, you know, we've all eaten fish, and have them renamed as, quote-unquote, sea kittens. Now, yeah, you heard that. Sea kittens. Uh, here's a quote from them saying, a lot of people don't realize that fish are capable of feeling fear and pain, that they develop relationships with each other and even show affection by gently rubbing against one another. Yeah, that's called foreplay or dry humping in my book. Uh, knowing that fish sticks in the school cafeteria are really made out of tortured sea kittens makes most kids want to lose their lunch. <laughs> okay. It's a fish. You know? Number one, most of those fish sticks that are served in cafeterias have very little fish involved. Thank you. Or or sea kittens. This is just another ploy by these fucking domestic terrorists 
to screw with people and, and, and they target kids because, and that's why they're using the analogy sea kittens because they'd use something like that on an adult. They'd go, you're a retard. A kid goes, Oh God. And, and they take it to heart. And that's what these terrorists are doing. They're, they're terrorizing small children and they're, the FBI should be investigating these people. I, I mean, they, they should be on the terror watch list. They should lose all funding. Anybody that funds them should be charged with funding terrorism. All the all the freaking stars that go out and you know, uh, what's her name, Pam Anderson and uh, yeah, Kid Rock Dash. and all that shit. Yeah. Well, no, Kid Rock came out and said, "I wear fur coats." Okay, why? Well, okay, well, I, think, no, no, I, no, I he, he he was kicking Peter in the head. Okay, okay, I'm, I like Kid Rock. Sorry, Kid Rock. I, I thought he, I knew he had did something with Peter, but I guess it was on the other side of the fence there. Yeah, he was kicking him in the head, and anybody that kicks Peter in the head works for me. Well, you know, it's funny. So, like, fish have feelings. Well, no shit. So don't cows, and they breed cows for us to eat hamburgers and steaks and whatnot. And fish have feelings. And granted, we might not. We do breed fish for you know consumption, but obviously a lot of our fish, probably most of our fish, is you know gotten out in the seas and the oceans. But there is a thing called fish fishing seasons. You know, like I know I knew when I grew up going trout fishing or whatever, you could only you had to go between this time of the year and this time of the year. You know, that goes with a lot of fish. There are certain fish out there, like grouper. I know in Florida, grouper is a big thing, and there's only a few months of the year you can go get grouper. Yeah, but the thing is, though, if, if you're talking about the, the fish sticks that these kids are having at lunch, number one, that's by a commercial fishing vessel. I mean, there's a difference between, you know, you and your son going out and, you know, going out on the lake and catching bass or whatever, and, you know, these fishing vessels that, you know, bring in tons of fish at a time. Uh, do I think it's wrong? No. I think that they're earning a living, an honest living. It's hard work. Um, people are buying the product because people like fish. Um, so I, I really don't see where that's a, that big a deal. Um, and, and, and as far as you know, they can feel pain and they can feel this and that. The commercial fishermen use nets, so they don't really feel that. Um, so I don't understand where the fear and, – and that's the other thing too. The, I don't – I have never heard of a fish feeling – how can you determine whether an animal knows fear? I don't know. I mean a, a, I mean, a fish. If you go near it, it runs away. I mean it's fight, fight or flight. I mean – that's instinct that's That's instinct that's not fear that's instinct yeah it gets away from something that's bigger than it can can potentially eat it i I don't know you know what (laughs) but you you know you know the fish sticks and stuff are it's like it's like spam it's just like the leftover fish parts that they grind up and put together you know exactly you get all the good get all the good fish pieces like the salmon whatever you got the little bit of the head and the tail a little bit of the guts that's where the fillets come from yeah Fish sticks are the tails. Yes, <laughs> you know it's like the kids are eating a fish ass. You know they're they're not eating the good part of the fish. And you know what? Who cares? These as long as it's not like you're catching these fish and you're just throwing them out and letting them rot away somewhere. You know these fish are being caught. They're being brought in. They're being you know 
uh, cut up, packaged, and sold as food, for Christ's sakes. We need to eat. Well, the thing is, that's why we are the top of the food chain. Because we are bigger than everything else. Until something becomes... I mean, now, if you lived in Africa, you might have to contend with a lion. Uh I happen to live in Pennsylvania. I am the head of the food chain. So, basically, you know, all the vegetables and shit that PETA pushes you to eat, my food eats the vegetables. (laughs) I eat meat. So, you still eat the vegetables no matter how you look at it. You just go an indirect path. Absolutely. You know what we should do, though, is we should go out there and we should start capturing the people for the ethical treatment of animals and start cutting them up and see how they like it. Well, let's see if they know pain. I don't think they do. Um, well, no, what I don't understand is why why they aren't after the, the two people that are marketing the gothic kittens. Yeah, what's up with that? I, I saw that story. Uh, now, that's, that, now, that's sick. That's the, apparently, there was a uh, dog groomer who'd come up with an idea for their business, which is piercing kittens' ears and necks and marketing them as gothic over the internet. You know, you could buy you a gothic kitten. Uh, next thing you're going to be tattooing them. Now that's that's torture. That that's just I don't care. You know. And does is does Peter go after them? Uh. <laughs> exactly. No, no. I, I'm I'm looking at the article and it says Daphne Nachichovich, a vice president with the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals ridiculed Crawford's contention that piercing is a harmless practice. Okay, so they ridiculed it. They, they, they're, they're, not, they're not protesting. They're not, uh, you know... <laughs> these are actual kittens. These aren't fish kittens. <laughs> I love or, that. What, whatever the piss it was called. Was that what it was? I, I, fish think I don't remember sea that. Kittens. Sea kittens. Sea kittens. That's it. It sounded. Yeah, these aren't sea kittens. These are real fucking kittens that, that are getting, you know, piercings because these morons think, oh, that, that, you know, and, and there's a market for it. That's the thing that really kills me is you get some jackass who's all gothed out, hair dyed, jet black, wearing the all black, I'm going to die, pasty white face. I need to go buy me a kitten that already has a pierced ear. I don't know. There's just sickos out there. Uh you know, it's funny as you're talking. I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but uh, as we're talking about, you know, these kittens, my two cats are fighting over in the corner here. <laughs> are, are they fighting over who gets pierced first? I don't know. I'm serious. They don't usually do that, but they're hissing and, you know, they're really scratching up each other. I think it's kind of funny. You guys want to get some piercings? Uh, they ran away. I guess they don't want any piercings. What about a tat? <laughs> yeah, you want a tat? I don't, I don't I, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know what? You know, uh, you know, having cows, you know, bred for, for steaks and burgers, having fish caught for food, I have no problems with that. But you take like a house animal and, and you start piercing them and tattooing them and, and doing things like that to them, that's just plain out cruel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Uh, the, the, the thing is, you know, you're not only talking about okay, yeah, the, there there are farms that breed cows, but 
the thing is the the farmers that breed the cows are making money to support their family because they have all uh you know a ton of land or whatever whatever the case may be they are doing something to support their family and their farm has probably been passed on generation to generation to generation and they f- feed their family that's where they make the money to feed their family i don't see a problem with it I mean, there's chicken farms and, oh, God, you know, uh, what is it? KFC is cruel to, to chickens. They're fucking chickens. They grow to maturity within a year so that they can be eaten. That is what they are for. They lay eggs, and when they're done laying eggs, you eat them. I mean, there's, you know, chicken farms, turkey farm. I mean, any meat that you're going to eat at your house is raised on a farm somehow, some way, somewhere. Period. And that's the way it should be. You know, I mean, uh, unless, you know, these people expect us to go out and, you know, I I work for a living, so I work 40 hours a week, and then I got to take on my day off, I got to go out and hunt me cows so I can get steak because I want to eat steak instead of being able to go to Walmart, you know, where the animal was, you know, killed humanely instead of, instead of me butchering it by shooting it 30 times. Well, first of all, if you're hunting cows, how difficult is that going to be? You know, I, I'm not saying it's hard, but Christ, <laughs> how many shots is it going to take? I mean, yeah, I know. I know. You I, basically walk up to a cow <laughs> and shoot it in the head. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you got all the camo on, you know, you're hiding in the bushes. You're- well, that's the thing. I mean, you got to pull the Jethro Bodine. If you're going to go freaking hunting, you got to, you know, do it right. You know, <laughs> it's cow bow season. So you got to get you a, a high powered 90 pound pull bow and arrow. To go out and shoot Elmer. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not the way I'd, I like to get my food. That's not the way I like to make my food. You know, you know, there's a good place to go online if you want to learn how to make some dishes. It's uh, Restaurant Food Fast. Uh, Ward, that's your website, right? Yes, it is. Well, I, I'm partnering it. I'm not going to say it's all mine because uh, we – we have an actual chef. Chuck is, is an actual chef and, uh, we do, um, uh, we try and teach people how to cook stuff on their own that they'd buy in a restaurant, uh, you know, relatively quick. And once you start watching some of these recipes, you realize that the stuff that you're going to, you know, for example, someplace like the Olive Garden and you're paying a ton of money for, uh, chicken Marcella, how easy it is to make Marcella. You're like, well, why am I going to go pay all that money when I can do it at home for, you know, a, a third of the price? So that that's what that's the goal of the show is to to teach you how to make stuff at home and get the same kind of quality and taste that you'd get at a you know. At a real restaurant. Well, the great thing about the show here is, uh, if the episode lasts twenty minutes, the dish takes about twenty minutes to make or thirty minutes to take. It doesn't take that long. It's not like some of these shows, these professional shows you see on TV, like PBS or stuff like that, where it's a thirty-minute show, but it's actually a four-hour dish to prepare. 
You guys, yeah. you guys are actually there. You got the fridge right there. You grab the food out. You're cooking it up. You're preparing it. It's done right there. It's a 20 minute show. It takes you 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I mean, it's really it's it's a quick meal. You know, it's uh, like yeah. you said, it's restaurant food and it's done fast. I mean, that's the whole idea of the whole show, and it, it's a great show. But there, I mean, we we've had requests from some people who wanted us to do some stuff that, that's going to take uh, that would take longer than we normally like. Um, we, and, and you're right. What we try and do is we try and show you real time uh, how we how to make you know whatever the the dish that week is, and um, we, we've learned that the uh, you know. We had a, a request from a guy in the Philippines who wanted us to make a ratatouille. And it's one of them things where, yeah, you can get that at a restaurant, but that's usually made the day before. And, I mean, it's a layered soup, and it takes about four hours to cook. Huh. So we're thinking, you know, we're trying to figure out how we could do something like that. You know, we don't want to do the Julia Child where, okay, we're going to take it, we're going to put it in the pan, we put the pan in the oven, and you pull one out that's already done. You know, so we're, we're looking at some different things. But we're, we're getting a ton of viewers, um, and we're really, really thankful that, uh, that we're building a community that really, I guess, likes what we're doing. And where can they find you guys at? They can find us at restaurantfoodfast.com. Um, we usually put something up on Twitter. You can check us out at uh, restaurant underscore food on Twitter and uh, or send us an email at restaurantfoodfast.gmail.com. Definitely, guys. Check it out. He up, he puts a new episode up every Sunday about 10 a.m. in the morning. Just go there. Get the feed. Subscribe to it. Get it on your iPod, your MP3 player, on your computer, whatever it is. Just – just watch the show. Just watch it a few times. It's, it's it's a great show. It's it's not for the real experts out there. It's for the average person, like the average Joes like us that really don't know much about cooking. We know the basics. We know how to turn the stove on, and that's about it. They give us some good good questions and answers on there. So check out restaurantfoodfast.com. Also, check out my my other podcast. We do uh, Tech Gain Show. Techgainshow dot com. It's a it's a tech show. We got some stuff going on we do a little bit of news some free files some some game reviews some other stuff going on there at techgainshow.com uh just let you know this week we started we changed our schedule we're going to start releasing the episodes thursday night friday morning around around midnight that time uh we've changed the recording times because we couldn't get all the guys together so we figured if we could change the time so we can get all together i we really like doing this show we want you guys to come check it out you know this that show and uh Ward show, restaurant food fast, and also this show, AverageJoeShow.com, AverageJoeShow.com, uh, talk at AverageJoeShow.com for our email address. Leave us comments. All these shows, just leave comments for us. You know, send us emails. Drop comments on the websites. We all we all have comments for each of the shows. We want to hear from you guys. We all love to hear from you. So make sure that you uh, check out all the websites we mentioned today. Don't forget AverageJoeShow.com gives you all the links to all the all the stories we talked about tonight. Uh, everything we had talked about. Also, we have links to uh, Ward's website, uh, the Tech Gain Show website. Also, we have on there. So uh, please check everything out. Want to thank Absolutely. what? Absolutely. And I just wanted to reiterate something that you said. Uh, 
do fill out the comments. The comments are, are what help us drive the show. Uh, if we're doing something that you like, that's great. Tell us you like it. If you don't, tell us you don't and why you don't. You know, maybe you don't like the format. Maybe you don't like me rambling on and on incessantly for no apparent reason. In, in which case, put it in the comments. Tell us what you don't like. And, we, you know, we want to make this show about you guys. You know, we want to make it for the average Joe. And if we're not catering to the average Joe, that kind of defeats the purpose. So, you know, go out, like I said, fill out the comments and just, you know, let us know what, how you feel. If you like us, great. If you don't, that's great, too. Tell us why you don't like it. Give us a chance to, uh, to, to fix it. Well, Ward, you're definitely right about that. I tell you, I love doing this show because we just sit down and we just we just shoot the breeze and we just talk about you know stories that we thought were interesting this week. They might not be the big CNN headline stories, but you know we love we love doing this. And like like Ward said, you know if there's something that that bothers you, something that just you know you don't like so much, or something you really love, just just let us know. You know what? I don't care if I get negative comments. If you guys say, "Hey, you guys, you guys suck. We don't like this." You know what? Let me know. Maybe it's something simple, it's stupid that we don't even realize we're doing. We're just sitting here talking. That, you know, please, you know, check out the website averagejoshow.com. Talk at averagejoshow.com. Leave a comment. We you, we don't care. You, there's many ways you can get a hold of us. You know, we have a Facebook group. We have a Twitter page, uh, Average Joe Show. On, twi- on Twitter, uh, I got the links for the Facebook group, so please check us out. And I want to thank you. Thank you for spending another week with us. This is our 21st episode we've done. It's been almost a year since we started. We took a little break there, and we hope you stayed with us from the beginning. If not, go back, check out our previous episodes. Uh, I want to thank you once again for spending a little time downloading the episode, spending the last 40 minutes or so, 50 minutes. It looks like it's going to be a while, 50-minute episode here with us um, Please come back again next week. Until then, have a good one. (laughs) 